what up, Choom? Welcome to the Ox Unplugged, where we're here to hack the planet. I'm Crispy Kraut, and we're talking about cyberpunk today. I am Mr. Jay Whip. I'm Maze Hughes. And I am the long-lost Vulcan. Yeah, he was he was busy hacking the planet. I was house hacking whole planets. Hitting hard the punk part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is the quintessential part of cyberpunk. I disagree. I, I 100% disagree. All right, we're going to have words on this, but <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So, um, do you under do you know the like the his- historical basis for cyberpunk? I believe like, it was uh Neuromancer was yes. one of the early examples. Yeah. If not I the w- early example. I would argue that Blade Runner is like the quintessential like cornerstone. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like do androids dream of electric sheep? Yeah. Yeah, Philip K. Dick. So, okay. My argument is that Blade Runner is noir. It is sci-fi noir. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. And noir is kind of punkish, but it is not inherently punkish, right? Noir is based on the, the German thought of the Ubermensch, the idea of someone ethically bound to their own internal um, systems and their own ideologies. And then they don't have to, and then they're constantly battling between um, the actual illegal stuff and the lawful police stuff. And they're flickering between the two worlds very fluidly. Wait, did you just say that cyberpunk comes from the Ubermensch? Yes. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. So okay. Do you know what the Ubermensch is? The idea of it. Um, not like the actual Nazi stuff. And that's more of what I was getting into. Oh, okay. But yeah. So Frederick Nietzsche, um, created the idea of the Ubermensch. fucking Nietzsche. Yeah. Uh, notably, not a Nazi. <laughs> he he did not like that. Um, but Frederick Nietzsche, not a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. They just used the ideas a lot. He, he himself was not. But so the. The idea is that it's based off of the um, the belief system that uh, the church as an organization is no longer an ethical leader of, um, of humanity. And so the idea is you need a new type of um, ethical leader to show off against everything else that's going on, which is the Ubermensch, which is one thought of like, uh, the next human, but I always like, but so the idea of the Ubermensch being like post humanity, like the next transcendent, the, the like transhumanism, yes, transhuman sort of idea. Yeah. Yeah. And so that perspective on cyberpunk, I think is very like, I think that's where a lot of the ideas came from where it's, they are, uh, when you're playing a cyberpunk game, you are playing the Ubermensch. You are someone outside of the law on your own um, ideology and trying to maintain um, ethical, like an ethical guideline in a corrupt world. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Which is punk, but it's not, yeah, it's, it's not uh, hairdo punk. Uh, yeah. The, the, what I think of when I think of cyberpunk, well, that stuff definitely applies. I think of the idea of cyberpunk in terms of what was laid down by the game itself um 
neuromancer things like that where it's it's that sort of transhumanism and everything but it's also a lot of you know fighting against the system sort of very dystopian back, yeah very dystopian fighting it back against the system an encroaching system in whatever way you can you know in a gutter against an overarching you know big evil corporation yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's all sorts of like there's even like a lot of recurring themes of like an underground like nihilist scene if you will that's very contrary yeah. to the, the status quo of things be it if it's like blade runner where it's you got people who rather hide androids than hunt them um then in cases of like deus ex for example your main character you by your choice you can become all the more augmented and cybernetic and everything like that but like in that setting you also have people who do not believe at all that people should be augmenting themselves that they should not be going on this path of cybernetics yeah. this bad stuff like that so you have all these counter counteracting things going on and i agree with that because i think that the main difference between like as a good counterpoint is sci-fi versus cyberpunk sci-fi yeah, yeah so my yeah <laughs> my idea is um in sci-fi all of the like worldly problems have been solved in cyberpunk we haven't solved any of our problems yet oh absolutely We're, that and that's the focus like well you're, you're thinking more of I, I would say that what you're describing i would say that's a that's a lot of utopian sci-fi to a degree um just the idea of like you know technology has solved all of our problems because a lot of sci-fi the technology is there but i guess in the more softer end of things it's looking at how society is with that sort of technology or hard sci-fi depending on how you're going on it at least that's yeah. my opinion yeah at the very least i would argue it's it's a lot closer to the now part of the timeline rather than the super far future part of the timeline. oh absolutely yeah. oh yeah and the now timeline, yeah, we have a lot of issues, and they don't get fixed by have someone having robot arms. Nope. In fact, you could say it makes it worse. Yep. While we tried to fix the crack epidemic with cybernetic implants, turns out that just made things worse. People are now making these new artificial, like, you wouldn't call them viruses, but they're just these weird algorithms that make their robotic parts and your body parts, like, just have this weird sensation. I could see shit, like, ha happening where it's just like, hey, man, when I get this new fix, it's it's this new spike thing, bro. You just upload it into, into your brain, and it, it totally messes with your limbs, man. You start this USB stick, it gives you a boner. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, imagine this. You have a cyber brain, right? You've got all of your brain parts connected in. And then you go, let's have fun. Let's take the cyber brain and start installing every bit of malware we can find. What happens? Oh, so we're going the 4chan <laughs> route immediately, okay? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> start. That, oh, boy. We're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, they come just, out. Yeah. They're like, I need 15 arms and, <laughs> and so everything you can find. 15 arms? I wanna, I wanna take take it down the route of like using it as like biohacks for people, where it's just like they're integrated with their cybernetics, but then you can tell their brain to make them like more susceptible to like the black plague or cancer or something <laughs> like that. Wait, <laughs> so you're you're like talking about bug chasers bioengineering themselves? That is cursed. Could you imagine the the craziest high you've ever met? Like 
and it's just because you just installed some horrific malware and then your senses yeah, are Yeah, it's like oh, Bonzi fuck. Buddy takes you to another dimension. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this, this you have running in the back of your head like three billion instances of Bonzi Buddy <laughs> and then it just crashes your brain. It's like, uh, did I die? The cop show up and he's like, he OD'd on Bonzi Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> or the term brain lag becomes an actual viable thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you just have so much stuff going on in your head. It's like I can't process. You yeah. have couldn't process the Bonzi buddy. You have converted all of your currency to beans, the internet currency. Oh yes. <laughs> well, the Ox- yeah, I was just gonna say Ox- Oxland would definitely approve of this. Yeah. <laughs> we- we're gonna corner the market on beans. <laughs> As we have planned from the beginning. We supplanted Goob and the US <laughs> the currency of this <laughs> world. Goob and the USD with beans. <laughs> uh, well see, no, the thing is though, if you do that, that means like Mexico becomes like a superpower. Like, the Saudi Arabia of North America of the Americas. Yep. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're now the superpower. Yay. Anywhere with like beans is a super staple, but as well like coffee. <laughs> yeah, that oh, too. Shit. Oh, Turkey just suddenly becomes massive. They can make Turkish Star Wars for real. Yeah, that that would be crazy. It's like just overnight, it's like, oh, Mexico, you're now a oh, oh no, you're you're very large now. So here's a question I have: um, Are cybernetic uh, implants required for it to be cyberpunk? I not necessarily, but I think it does go pretty heavily into the universe. But like, I guess it, it varies on the mm-hmm. setting that you're trying to build. Like, as far as like Blade Runner, for example, I don't think I would. I recall seeing as many like just you know limb or eye implants or something like that. But uh, well, this uh, I just in Blade Runner specific, that is all of the androids, right? Yeah. Well, that's if we're going off of the movie, because I believe in the the Westwood game they made, they re- the one guy references having uh, cybernetic augmentations because of the war um, he was in. So, yeah. Even also, Fallout, even the Fallout universe, especially pre-war, but there, there's definitely a lot of elements. Um, you, know, you find it in New Vegas, for example, uh, and then like Kellogg is another prime case of it's it's not like a full-on cyberpunk but you could tell that that society was starting to mess with some of those things yeah i in snow crash of all things i don't remember if they uh is that like the sequel to snowpiercer or no snow crash uh it's one of the the first uh cyberpunk movie uh, sorry books oh okay like it's uh yeah it's uh 1992 like a 500-page monster, it gets extremely complicated extremely fast. As in, like, uh, I think that some people are hacked. There are, like, genetic DNA things. I did not fully understand it when I read it initially. But it's going, like, back to... It's a whole wild-ass conspiracy. Ancient times, that sort of stuff. Uh, Interesting. But, yeah. That's one of the also that one, uh, Snow Crash and uh, Neuromancer are one of the first cyberpunk books. I would argue. I I could see them being foundational. Yeah, I I just yeah. I just think more of like the punk aspect of it when it comes to cyberpunk because 
I, I, those books were around before the term was coined. Like, when was the cyberpunk coined as a term? I'm in the um, 60s or 70s, from what I gathered, doing a little brief. You know, oh, really? Well, yeah, then that's, I stand corrected because I was thinking it came from it had to do with the games, you know. Um, no, um, societally speaking, culturally, like I said, from 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 my reading, it was it was more or less the 60s and 70s that, that I started. You're up. Are you talking about punk itself, or are you talking about cyberpunk? Oh, cyberpunk as just a just a general genre. Just as referring hmm. to the Wikipedia page, 1983. Uh, okay. The writer Bruce Bethik. Uh yeah, he meant he, that's when he coined the term. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely. Um, I mean, that's that's a, the eighties were really. That was when a lot of the the San Francisco punk movement was happening. Was around yeah. that time. So I could definitely see um, him being influenced by that, or just the the exact term at least. Um. Yeah. Okay. So the 80s were, um, much to Helion's upsettiness, a while ago. <laughs> How would you take cyberpunk and bring it to the new age, to the modern times? How would you take those ideologies and like rejigger the the um the setting or the the ideas behind it? Hmm. I don't know. Question. Um. I can see it being a lot involving like smartphones. Oh God, Zoomers doing fucking <laughs> cyberpunk oh, no. sounds awful. God, yeah. I think, I think some of the elements of the expanses, um, like oh, like Delta Loda, like no, that not necessarily. Yes, there are like some of their augmentations, but more so like with their um, personal tablets and things like that. Just like how those are all streamlined, you know, on the note of like you know cellular devices and social media and blah 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 blah. blah. Um, that that was one thing that stood out that I actually liked about that universe and setting is just like rather than having a bunch of competing lines, which I'd rather see, but they still streamlined it enough that pretty much everything is universal. It connects with everything, and you can literally just swipe from tablet thing to right in the middle of the room. Mm -hmm. uh, there yeah. is one. Uh, I, I asked that, and then I went, "Oh wait, no, I already know the answer." Because because uh, oh, I'm joking. Okay. Like Futuristic, futuristic suits and fancy violence, and the sequel book, uh, Zoe Punches the Future in the Dick. Um, Alrighty then, that's a title. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's written by the guy who wrote John Dies at the End. He knows his titles, but so in that setting, they have a future TikTok basically called Blink, which, which is the idea that there are the software always cuts to. Uh, what is the most interesting thing? And so it's a bunch of people always trying to get into the center of attention or record the center of attention. Yep, that sounds about right. Yep, so it's a 24-7, like, oh, the most extreme parts of the internet. And I think that's, you need to add some sort of, like, TikTok's short video element to the... yeah. To oh yeah, sure, cyberpunk. Oh yeah. As well, I think to like the to keep the consistencies, but to like even expand upon it, like when you're looking at the nitty gritty and the the underground movements that are going to be happening and some of the stuff they're doing, like um, 
I think them combating each other a lot more and them adding to the grit of the world, if you look at how much like gang and cartel warfare is a thing like that, I feel like in a situation like a cyberpunk setting where you have these different subgroups of society, these different different potential gangs, like if you look at it in a Star Wars example where um, in The Mandalorian you have that group of people on Tatooine that are just the new generation of kids that are modding themselves with droids, uh, droid Ooh, parts and stuff fun. like that. Um, yeah, yeah, they touched on that. That where it's that I wanted to bring that up at one point where it's like if we're not if we're going to talk you know cybernetics and cyberpunk, we should mention that real quick. You know, give Star Wars an honorable mention. You know, because they have a lot of concepts with their droids and their androids and and stuff like that. But as well, their different augmentations and things like that. Um, Star Wars is weird because it seems like you don't actually like they're always flirting on a good cyberpunk, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry to cut you off because I'm agreeing with you. It's, yeah, it's go for it. It's that what where where we all concurrently agree right now, and even in our our little one shot thing, is force wielders are just kind of that odd element where it's like that could add, like make the setting all the more interesting if you took the force away from the equation because you have all of these things like people are able to augment themselves. You're able to go through FTL stuff like that. Why do you need a space wizard? I I think. Um, it is interesting to have an emotional, like, spiritual core to Star Wars. Yeah. But That's I don't true. think it's interesting to have it be the focus, yeah. like, of a story. Yeah. Sort of like the gods, like a background, God moves in mysterious ways sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely don't need to, like, have someone sit in front of us and talk about midichlorians. Yeah. Uh, don't. The exact details. We don't have time everything. to talk about that. Yeah, no. Back on yeah. back on the case in point of I, of where it's if you're gonna update things from the '80s to now, it's like I was getting at is a lot more infighting and stuff like that. If I haven't played Cyberpunk, but if I'm not mistaken, there is a fair amount of that where you have like these different different gangs and stuff are are fighting amongst each other for different power as well. They're fighting against the corporation. I think Crispy, you've played. It. You can correct me if I'm wrong in that regard, but that's what it looked like at, on the surface. Yeah. A lot of a corporate uh, being against corporations in cyberpunk, and also a bit of turf warfare on the smaller level. Mm -hmm. Oh if, yeah, if you're not that's fighting against things. the corpos; you're fighting against everybody else. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. getting at. Is it's like if you look at and I with dancing around the trauma one was like if in in certain in places in the world where there's civil war and stuff like that where you have all these different groups vying for power because they're trying to fight the big bad guy but they don't necessarily all agree so exactly that there tends to be the the turf wars when they're not fighting the regular army or something like that mm -hmm. so one you know what um it, sorry uh I, I wanted to say I, I i think something that cyberpunk could use is i i think that i want to see more examples of technopathy of what do you mean? To... Technopathy is the idea of sort of telekinesis involving technology in a sense. And it basically imagine okay. like, yeah, cybernetic implants that allow you to control technology without with with just thinking, you know, like so it's it, almost like you got brain Wi-Fi that could hack into like yeah. the, the nearby terminal or something yeah. like that. So you don't have to use I your mean, hands. I like that. I can that. Do that. Yeah, you kind of see that in Cyberpunk, the game, as far as I know, but I, I want it to be, like, a step further, like, somebody that can control drones, you know, like, you mean, with just like, thinking, you know, like just Mass swarms Effect? of drones. Not like Biotics. Okay. Biotics were, like, like they snorted space dust and got superpowers kind of deal. This is more, like, it, it, only in terms of technology. Like, you're if you can, like... A lot more flesh to machine mind, Yeah. 
yeah, more man machine interface than um space. Mistaken, I could have just saw this in a dream within the last like week or two, but I could have swore I saw an article about there's starting to be experiments with flesh to machine interfacing in real time. Uh that's like, always been a constant thing. The issue is uh, been the blood uh, brain barrier interface. Um, neurons are pretty good about not getting hooked up to the rest of the body. Uh, so anything that pierces it is a very dangerous and carefully monitored thing by our by our bodies. So that's the always the issue. Yeah. Yeah, for for what I very briefly recall looking at that article, it was they were, they were trying this new breakthrough thing that it's like, yeah, this is one of those things that puts us a little bit closer than we have been, but still sketchball. So, yeah. Oh, we're not there yet. Definitely. Oh not. God, no. Uh, Which is a potential, you know, another topic for this discussion is where do you think we are, and how far are we from that sort of thing? You know, not just the the overall cultural themes of it, but like what makes the cyberpunk setting what it is is that push towards that integration so i this is going to sound very weird i don't necessarily know if i agree with that technology is always the important part um because to me the emotion like the the base idea and the base like storytelling behind a cyberpunk uh story like a good one is it's a fractured society like it's a the theme is whatever is there has been fractured so you yeah this is being this is being done but it's not fully complete yes like these things are upgrading at different times these gangs are fighting these gangs are breaking up these corporations are fighting they're breaking up we're fracturing society we have hard lines between different levels of society we've got hard lines in each level of society and then we take that fracturing and we start fracturing the human body itself we say this this body isn't a whole being we can replace bits and pieces of it we can replace the arms we can replace the chest we can replace the head and then we can replace the brain we fracture everything and that's right i, I want to stop you there like a second because oh go ahead it's that's the thing with like the Deus Ex game that I had played too. It's like by the end of it, with all the augmentations you get, it's your character's avatar reflects it. Where it's like you see the limbs and the eyes and the everything else, the things popping out of his head because he's had those replacements. Like you're talking, where bit by bit by bit by bit by bit, it's you, you, the dude becomes practically unrecognizable by the end of it because of everything he has done to to change himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wanted to um, I wanted to say with with what you're saying there um you know the idea of society fracturing you know um different groups fighting with each other uh people really just changing who they are a lot of that really does have to do with um elements of the punk movement back in the uh, 70s and 80s you know a lot of it came from you know the failure of the hippie movement it came from you know Anger all the, 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 all yeah. the policies of back then you know the malaise era and everything like that and just people you know fighting against that and sort of trying to define themselves not based on the, what society was telling them but what they believed that they should be you know that and that to me is like the core of what punk is and why i think that for it to be cyberpunk you know it does it, it needs to have that element to it that 
the cyber end is more the technology end, but the punk aspect is that, you know, that, that yeah. to me is anti-society element. Yeah. Like going against society because society's fucked and trying to find your own definition of who you are or your, or what you believe in, you know? Definitely agree. I think that that definitely hits the the nail on the head is the huge element of when you're looking at those settings on the various platforms, be it the games, the movies, the books, things like that, is you're taking it from the perspective of either an anti-society or, as we've got at that, anti-society is but another fracture of this this whole fractured world that's going on, as we have also discussed, people are fracturing their bodies. I wonder, if you want to make cyberpunk for the modern age do you just have a fractured internet potentially so instead that, of just i think yeah because in a in a way our our real-time internet is, isn't exactly complete too i mean unless you're going through all the steps you have like the tor browser and blah 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 i don't know all the specifics nor would i ever speak of them on on you know an open channel about what you do to get to the dark web but if you think of it in that regard it's we have what's on the surface what's I wouldn't exactly call it okay, but it's the okay end of the internet. And then there's the where we are murdering each other and eating each other and hiring hitmen and all that blah 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 I, nasty shit. I think actually, I, I I think it's it's not even that drastic of a difference. I think yeah. it's a matter of like fractured internet would just be like, look at how many different communities there are on the internet that all have different views on things. Yeah, if you just like, if you just make it more insular, if you just make each group be like even harder of like no 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 because do you remember there's a period when 4chan and like tumblr users just fucking hated each other yeah if you just kept going okay i could say that as far as fracture goes i was thinking more of like yeah. the fracture code itself oh yeah oh, oh yeah. you're getting the more literal I, sense yeah i was i was going a lot more literal than we needed to yeah i was just imagining like different tribes based off of what browser you use so that guy's from 4chan. That guy's a piece of scum. <laughs> I I could totally imagine something like that in that context. I think that's something we discussed in the uh, in the transhumanism thing with like, oh, you bought the the cheap version eyeball implants, or yeah. you know, your your hand isn't isn't the 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 primo, you know, the Gucci brand. You got the Walmart implants, something like that. I feel like that to uh, the fractured element of things would be present as well. As we've commonly discussed on on this podcast, yeah, I I could totally see high uh, high quality clothing brands when cybernetic implants become a uh, become a mainstream thing. It's like, oh, we have our own line of cybernetic implants, and these are like super high quality. The hilarious factor would be though is if none of like any predominant companies that already exist we're making these products but then you just had you know all brand new companies doing this but then it's like the unless you actually break down the construction and of course you do have cheaper and more expensive ones but like if they're all at the same level at least in the early phase before a bunch of different tech and ways of doing this becomes a thing then it's just like the the difference in company becomes a completely superficial argument of it's all the same fucking thing. It doesn't matter if you're buying this grand brand yeah. or the other. It's all made the same way. There are no other ways to make it. <laughs> you're yeah. being dumb. Yeah. And I, I would imagine cybernetic implants being that for at least a little while in the early stages. Where it's like, okay, 
this is um like this is a cyber arm this we know how to do this and it doesn't really develop beyond that until much later until they can go okay we can make it this way or we can make it five dozen other ways so those can do other things yeah it takes like 50 years for it to do that for example just for like a hypothetical mm-hmm. setting you know yeah which kind of goes into the different implants that um, some of the games have made where it's like, oh, you can have hidden blades on your arms or you can just have a minigun in your wrist. It's like, that's... That's what I want. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely want the uh, the Mantis blades. So it's like, oh, you have me a surprise, dickhead! On the alternative, you could have, like, you know, utility arms. So it's like if you're a construction worker or something like that or an electrician, you know, it's you want, like, you know, oh, I need my hand to turn into a pliers or a hammer or, you know, I need to make it smaller so I can get into this tight little space that I couldn't fit my fingers in otherwise. Oh, my God, if I were rewiring something, I could change the nature of my hands and make it all tighter. Oh, my God, I would, like, I would go back to the electrical trade hands down. Hands yeah, I, was, down. I, I want an entirely different thought with that. I was thinking of that scene from Uncle Buck where he drills the door down. Yeah, like that, but it's like cyber arms. Imagine just like uh, instead of a tool belt where you just have like the different stuff along your the belt, just different arms or different hands. You just swap between hands. It's like the Terminatrix from uh, the third Terminator movie where it's like it's all one arm, but she's able to like switch in and out of like different weapons. She's like, oh, plasma yeah. one, oh, damage, flamethrower, that'll, that'll work. You know, saw hand, that, that one will work. Yeah. yeah, until you get to an annoying like Ford screw and you're like, God, I have to use a regular screwdriver? This is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you just put that on the end of your finger and it's like mm. a little, uh, little torque wrench. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I could totally see in that kind of future different companies saying okay we want you to have these kind of implants because they're going to be necessary for your job if you can't buy them then we will help you buy them that i could totally see uh, some companies doing that especially heavy industry like subsidized um implants for people that it's just like for medical needs where it's if you'll we're to that point where we have so many of them that it's like to keep you alive we have this but they're not as good of a grade because they're mass produced oh yeah i need my government implants <laughs> my government well, implants making me see Bonzi, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you get your government implant truck driver, and it's just a drip feed of meth. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I just crazy a turbo lover for real, then. Okay. Yeah, we got we got to stay awake. We got these really long truck drives. So we're going to be driving forty hours. <laughs> Just, just driving like eyes, people's like dilated to the is the entirety of the irises. You're just hammered down, listening to Ace of Spades. Just <laughs> I haven't slept in three days. <laughs> and then he goes to sleep for like four weeks, and then wakes up. He's like, all right, let's get back to it. <laughs> is that the vacation time? <laughs> now we really are cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be absolute hell. But I, I'm fairly sure of myself that there would be some people that'd be willing to do that. It's like, sure, be awake for what two weeks? Sure, why not? There's always that one guy. Oh yeah, give like several levels of like neural nullifiers that keep the actual effects of sleep deprivation like pacified, so you can actually physically do that without like going insane. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you're doing stuff like that, like um, intercontinental um, shipping, 
especially like truck drivers driving all day and all night, you would probably need something like that. Except that it's like the reverse. It's like you have to like fly between different planets, so you're like trying to you know, <laughs> try longer. Oh yeah, I want to see that Star Wars show. Oh, <laughs> it's the da- dangerous. Uh, what is what would it be like? Dangerous light speed or hyperspace route or something like that? <laughs> Probably. It's space station thirteen at that point. Like, yeah, honestly. You're just following like pilots through like the worst, like most pirate infested and crazy areas and stuff where it's you have like an attrition rate of like like only one in twenty vessels makes it through. Yeah. I've been flying this bulk freighter for the last seventy-five cycles. I haven't been home in longer than that. Oh man, I need some coffee. Yeah. But it's Star Wars, so it's probably like some kind of bug that you crunch into like, oh, it's it's like the David Lynch Dune movie where he has the juice box with the beetle in it that he crunches to drink out of. He's got this rivalry with like a Trandoshan who also hates like the local Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, we, yeah, he wears a separatist hat. So he's just off for the CIS. Count Nuke was, did nothing wrong. Oh my god, it's the CIS logo. Is that like the, the Star Wars equivalent of a Confederate flag? Like, is there yeah, is some room with like a speeder that has that on the roof? Yes. Yes. Count Nuke did nothing wrong. The separatists rise again. <laughs> there was that one guy in the Mandalorian episode, wasn't it? The, the, yes. that, that was Doc Brown that got tased, which I thought was yeah. the funniest shit. I yes. remember that. Oh, oh, that was a good episode. I okay, so for as kind of blah as this third season was, that was one of those moments where I'm like, okay, at least the the writers have a sense of humor because I could totally see that stuff going on. So they hit it on on the spot. I'd like okay, to see we keep more coming back of that. to Star Wars. Does that yeah. mean that Star Wars is cyberpunk now? Because <laughs> it can it has be, its right? elements. It has its elements. Because yeah. if you play a smuggler, you can get uh, cyberpunk real fast, oh. and I think that's really the key. Like, it's always, Star Wars is always just right on the edge, but nobody has been gone far enough to be able, because it's been enough, like, war movies and, um, yeah. and like, uh, all that, everything else like that. Well, and it's like the Swoop Gangs in, um, like, the Knights of the Old Republic series, like, the first one on Taurus, yeah, one, like, one of the They GTA were cyberpunk, yeah. With. Yeah, very much cyberpunk. Like, the leader had, um, ocular implants, like, he needed entirely new eyes because he was blinded, so... You see him and his eyes are all white, and that's like a question. You have. He's like, "What? what what's that?" It's like, "Oh, huh, I need these to see better," and it actually makes me more specialized. <laughs> actually, see yeah. in the dark and other things. Like, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I want these? Like, huh, I mean, at that point, yeah, it's like, "Oh, I have an excuse to get cyberized. Fucking sign me up." Yeah. Oh, twist my arm, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, and that that makes me. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of reminds me of uh, Ghost in the Shell. Because mm. that would that be cyberpunk? It is. Uh, oh yeah, I would argue it's one of the like the the other defining genres of cyberpunk, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like the military dog that needs to uh, put up with the, put up with all the nonsense. Oh yeah, the the one concept of cyberpunk, and I um, Ghost in the Shell kind of goes into this with downloading your conscience. Like how I straight Straight transhumanism, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, every time I try and think about that, it's like, how would you mechanically try and do something like that? I so okay. I don't have enough autism to try and figure that out by so, myself. Okay. Are, are you ready for a fun time? Fun, like, 
dreadful existential crisis time. Sure. Oh, good. Why not? Okay. Um, so we know what neurons are, right? That those are the building blocks of our brain. We know how they respond to like different stimuli. Uh, rats are our common lab subjects. Um, we have actually a one-to-one rat brain for like knowing exactly all the neurons and all of their positions on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, someone has, in fact, digitized a, a rat brain, and because of the computers, uh, how fast they are, it's running at 150th of, this time, the, of time. Really? So, yes, we have a digitized rat brain just doing its thing at the moment. This hmm. is a thing that exists right now. That's horrifying. But yeah, so that's not a, that's not a theoretical question. We got it. So now it's just whether to, or um, how to do that to the human mind. Yeah. Because I, I would imagine that going from rats to humans would be a bit of a... Um, it's a scaling a, difference. Yeah. 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 But the technology is there. That's, that is That's, my point. So we may actually be able to digitize the human brain at some point then. Yep. Uh, there is... There's a few different ways that people have suggested, because, like, brain scans aren't really accurate enough. In theory, if you take a, a human brain and slice it very thin, uh, then you can start recording things a lot easier, and you can start getting all of the intricacies. Imagine being the first dude that signs up for that, like, all right, just take my <laughs> brain and make the full copy. I'll see you in a few years when you finally wake me back up. What is the, uh, that, like... The game taking the horror game at the bottom of the ocean. Soma. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a spoiler for Soma or not for an old game, but that's what happens to the player character. They get yeah, a brain that, that's scan. the thing I was going to ask. We don't have the way to directly upload your consciousness. You'd basically be making a copy. Yes, but the person that comes out of that copy is still a person. Ain't that fun? Yep. That, okay. Yep. That's there are wow, okay. Fun, I <laughs> I've heard that the game's fun. I haven't played What is it, real? How do you define real? Yeah. I've I've seen let's plays of Soma. It seems it seems like a lot of fun. Um Mav played it on the uh, on WBPL seventy six I wanna say a few months ago. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's a good game. I just haven't gotten to it, I guess, or haven't... There's just other stuff, no? Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that that whole downloading your consciousness thing, thing, it it brings up quite a lot of different philosophical questions from both sides of the proverbial aisle, where it's like, is this unethical? Is this destroying the human soul, or however you would even try and define that? Matrix! I Yeah, that, that too. On that note, is is the Matrix cyberpunk? Yeah, I would say I can... it is to a certain extent. I mean, okay, we can just go through like the two elements, right? Cyber and punk. Is it cybery? Is it like computer and technology based? Like, yes, yeah. Oh so, yeah. And it, 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 I'd say it's punk as well because you're fighting back against 
they had Rage Against the Machines wake up at the end of the original Matrix. If that doesn't say cyberpunk, I don't know what the fuck does. Like, obviously, it's not great to be like, by the name, it does it counts, but I think it's fair to say cyberpunk is cyber and punk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think it's... I. The Matrix does skimp a lot on the technology side of things. Oh, yes. Yeah, but so it's not super great, but they are going for the aesthetics of technology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're talking about, like, the resistance moving, movement and um, what's going on uh, in the, quote, real world with fighting against the machines and things like that. Yeah, and I think that's a fair... Yeah, I think it's reasonable. It's not what I... It doesn't have a fractured society, right? Because it's only... It's a two-tone thing. It's not like nobody is speaking both Yeah, there's English not multiple. And not multiple languages, not multiple groups. It's all... It's 1v1. In a way, you do have elements of people who were fighting for the resistance that you're like, no, what? Like, yeah. It's not like they're making their own third group, right? Yeah, you know, that's true. You don't have, you don't see like people who are still plugged in who are like, I'm taking both of you out because I can, stuff like yeah. that. Or... And I think that's, if if you wanted to make it cyberpunk, that's what you di- would do. Yeah. Like different people that are aware of the Matrix in different ways, that would be interesting. Like preservist, you have people who like aren't necessarily about like breaking it down for the real world's sake, or maybe you just don't want the machines to control it to where it's like a free utopia. So there's a lot of ways it could go. Imagine a human virus inside of the Matrix. Ooh. So they know it's a simulation. They've got a little bit of like hacking things, and they're just they're fighting their own world. Hmm. That sounds interesting. Yeah, that'd be actually pretty fun. Oh yeah. Sounds like a good idea for an RPG one-shot. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Um, I don't know how I would do it in an RPG. Because... Yeah, it would be an interesting story all the same. Yeah, it would be an interesting comic book or an interesting movie or something like I don't know if an RPG would be the best medium for that. Yeah, you're probably right. Debatable. Very debatable. It really depends. The issue with RPGs is you have to define what the player can do. Because otherwise, it's yeah. like... Yeah, and if you define what the hackers can do, it's not nearly as interesting. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, I think in a way of... I mean, if you a way of, like, manipulating is, like, they don't necessarily know too terribly much about how to actually fuck with the world in the start of things. And that can also tie in with like different role counts and stuff like that. But then as they get better at it, they're able to start bending things. Like almost like with Inception, where it's like you start like turning the the city up on top of itself, but still being able to walk around it like it's still, you know, streamlined. They, you know, they start making their way through that before they can I want this gun for a hand. I can think it now I have it. You know, yeah. by, by, the, by the end of it. You know, there, there are ways you could do that. Yeah, but I, I would argue it's, it's not. I, can, I definitely agree with you. It's it's very difficult. Yeah, you would have to be very careful. Yep. Because that in itself is defining it or defining their limits. Imagine it from the machine perspective, and then you have a human infected. So it's a battle between what, how long is it until they start fucking up the world and start waking other people up before you can find their body and put down the body. 
Yeah, that'd be interesting. You'd have an interesting like push and pull there, at least. Right, you're both simultaneously having to counter what they're doing inside the Matrix itself while sending units to find where they are in the fucking body yeah. farms. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what they already were doing in the movie. That was... Yeah, where you're, you're just you're seeing it from their perspective. Just well, what if it's not in the body forms? What if it's somewhere else? Ooh, they plug in from yeah. Huh. What? I got this trailer with a modem in it. It's the people on the space station. I mean, that's more or less what they're <laughs> doing. I mean, when you think of it, they're plugging in through the ships as they're making their own artificial connections into the matrix via the ship itself. Yeah. Man, it's been years since I've watched actual Matrix. It's surprising I even remember any of the details like this. Jeez. <laughs> Matrix watch party. I'd, I'd definitely be down for that. Hmm. I watched the Matrix. Matrix wow, is, we uh... got off topic really quick. <laughs> Guys, oh, what? That's, that's totally not a thing that we do on the Unplugged. Of course not. I do have a complaint about all of the cyberpunk subgenres. Like, um, have you heard of, um, like, I don't like, uh, I think it's like diesel punk is a, a thing that people are talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think we talked about this in a previous podcast. Or like solar punk, where it's, or even steampunk, where you strip out the thesis of the punk part, and you strip out the fracturing, and you just are creating your own society, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not fair to to like co-op that term yeah some gears on it and call it steampunk <laughs> oh man imagine steampunk but you're poor yeah well it's like at that point it's just you're using that as like a technological base more than like trying to as you were saying touch on the themes of like the counter societies and things like that or it's you could see that with like the cyber aspect and this can again be looked at in the star wars realm where it's these dudes aren't necessarily like a counterculture. They just like modifying themselves. That's that's all they do. They're not. I mean, yeah, they yeah. do join up with Boba Fett, but beforehand they're just dude. But that that's just what we do. We're just kids. We like to run around on swoop bikes, and we like to put droid arms on our you know limbs because we lost them. Whatever. And that's just what we do. I mean, you need a limb. We think it's cool, you know. It's it's their it's their thing, you know. It's that's 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 ties into what I was getting at is where it's you don't necessarily like yeah you're not fighting against anything blah blah blah. It's I like to walk around in my giant mechanical steam spider thing because I can. That's just the primary means of things. Or like or like um, crimson skies where it's like all like airship themed or like just kind of wacky zany like not necessarily the same concept of an airframe that we're used to where every like propellers in the back instead of the front yeah it's uh i don't know i steampunk just doesn't feel like it fits the punk uh oh because it's not um because steam uh steampunk is specifically rich people yep yeah very victorian yeah it's very victorian in a from a victorian perspective yeah, because otherwise, like if in that that sort of setup, like it's if it's that's like I was saying, the technological base, it's a poor person's a poor person. It's they yeah. aren't getting to reap the benefits. If anything, they're just feeling its effect. They live in, you know, if this is uh, what's the dishonored, for example, you know, think yeah. of like the absolute worst that's, sort of scenario. That's steampunk to me. That's an yeah, actual. That, that yeah. Is, yeah. yeah, I could see that qualifying for punk. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it's. I'm not. I'm not knocking or discrediting that aspect of oh, it, yeah. but I'm, I'm more talking as far as like the common citizen, what it's like to actually live there and not not be Crusoe or whatever his name is. What, what, uh, when I say when I say punk, when I say punk, I mean more like that. The end of like what we're saying there is like the like the common citizen. You know, it is also. I I would argue that steampunk has to be bad. You can't. It it's oh. not necessarily. Oh, actually, no. It's, Otherwise, you're say, just living in Hogfish Bay. <laughs> yeah. If you know, you know. If you know what Hogfish Bay is, you will know the reference, and you will know what sort of nightmare scenario you are living through. Yeah, because um, steampunk is sorry, ugh, my brain. Uh, cyberpunk is also just our own world, but just more in every direction. Yeah. So higher highs, lower lows. I think I've said that a bunch. Um, yeah, so it's not always, it's not always great. I don't know where I'm going with this. My brain is just talking. I think we're at that, yeah. Mouth open, brain off. <laughs> brain hurty. No Connection yeah. between two severed. Well, is that, that a good point for us to wrap it up then? I think we've uh, covered a lot of it to the point where our brains are starting to melt, so. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm satisfied. Um, I think I am curious. Can we um steampunk? Sorry, <sighs> cyberpunk other settings. Oh, because if we if you uh, cyberpunk Star Wars, you do get a unique, distinct thing. If you cyberpunk um uh, the Matrix, you get an interesting like thing. What other places can you make it cyberpunk? BattleTech. I'd say it already is a bit. Yeah. But expand upon it. Expand upon it, though, where it's like yeah. more limb replacements, more things going on. You have more counter groups. You also have like people who aren't about that whole limb yeah. replacement thing. And then yeah, let's take it even further to our own discourse in the Discord and, and amongst the fandom, where it's think of more people doing the whole Canopus thing, where they're doing those kind of uwu augmentations oh, that people are oh, doing no. exactly what Maze is saying <laughs> and exactly what Crispy is saying is oh my mm. god really I have an argument I think if you want to make it more cyberpunk you start doing rebellions internal rebellions rather than just uh, clashes on clashes I think that's that's how you would do it better like how if you wanted to go that direction that's how you could do it well, and then all the more, especially during, um, say, like the fall of like the Star League and stuff like that. Say, oh. like that was a much more of a prevalent thing and a huge part of the reason why there were so many uprisings going around, especially in the periphery. You know, had something to do with a lot of different cybernetic stuff going on or different rebellions against, or maybe like Star League was trying to impress upon everybody the like a. Like a you know a, you have to be chipped or something like that, and people are like, oh hell no, stuff like that. A lot yeah. of different scenarios. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you uh, dig deeper into the personality. So, okay, cyberpunking um, Battletech, how would we do it more specific? Like, I agree that you, we got to get the, the more cyber into it. We got to increase, increase... Step one, I think, is increase technology. Uh, because Battletech is a destructive setting, right? You build up and then everything falls down and it falls down even more. I yeah, think it, it's if, it's a five layer bean dip, um, where everything's asphalt, nuclear waste, and dead bodies. 
Yeah, pretty much. Imagine if Star League discovered how to do cybernetics even better. A huge drawback of the Secession Wars is not only is every other technological base is, all, is lost, but now cybernetics are also like yeah. way a fraction of themselves. So if yes. you can get like the Star League era ones, it's just the same as finding like a Star League era mech or weapons or something like that, where it's now you've got an edge. Oh. Like your your eye implants, you not only can you get night vision, but you can also get thermal and x-ray and record with them. Whereas like everybody else has like, you know, one of each. So, okay. Do you, have you ever heard of the old RPG story of the Eye of Vecna and the Hand of Vecna? Yeah, they're um, based they're based off of the eternal champion, um, Eric, not, not Eric Jose. Fuck. It's my, it's an old, sorry. No, go on. Okay. It's an old RPG story where like you had, it was a probably not, uh, it was a game where two different like groups were playing at the same time. And one group was like trying to fuck with the other group in the same world. And they started spreading rumors about the supposed eye and hand of Vecna, and uh, especially the head of Vecna. They apparent the idea was that they found it, so they were spreading rumors and they put a head in like a dungeon and like set it up for the other group. And for the eye of Vecna, you have to pluck out your eye and put in the eye of Vecna, and you get superpowers. Ah, uh, basic, more or less. Same with the hand of Vecna. You cut off your hand and then you put on Vecna's hand and then you get better magic. Sort of like, so it's a little bit like Odin uh, swapping his eye. Uh, yes. A, yeah. You could do that. And the the story is that the head of Vecna, they found the head of Vecna and everyone is arguing with each other to cut off their head and put the head on. Just right at the end, they're like, oh, you didn't do it right. Do it on my character. Come on, let, let's chop my head off. Let's. It didn't work the first time. Let's do the second time. But I think that'd be interesting in BattleTech, where you find like cyber eyes and you like look at each other and you start fighting over who's gonna chop off their eye to get the cyber eye implanted. Yep. Or like yeah, a cyber I, hand. I could definitely see something like that. I wonder. Uh, one thing that you don't see a lot in the um in Battletech is, at least I don't see people doing it a lot, is talking more about the Dark Ages. Yeah, like you don't see that a lot. Yeah, and I honestly think it's a pretty neat part of the setting that people are just sort of ignoring because they don't want to deal with the fact that they didn't like the Jihad. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you could easily put cyberpunk shit there. Oh, yeah. During the time period when just everything is lost and you're just just trying to slowly claw things back together. God, how would the claners respond to, respond to cybernetics? Would they be like anti? Would they be all the more mm. forward? Like, oh, we've already made genetic bat grown <laughs> soldiers. We don't need no cybernetics. We will batch all you to trial possession that you can never <laughs> use these again. These are too advanced for you. <laughs> we are the clans. <laughs> I don't know if they completely reject cybernetics because, again, they're trying to make their own like, quote-unquote perfect person so i would think they would look at it and say you know what we'll try and use these and if we can make something work out of them sure why not that's the thing though the thing that's the thing though is in making that perfect person do you even need the cybernetics is it even a necessity or 
which would they be like you know what yes let's fuck with it and expand ourselves to make better soldiers to where it's like i don't need half the upgrades that are in the mech as far as like targeting system because they're already in my eyeballs well now we're going to biopunk that's a whole other thing <clears throat> i biopunk would be very it'd be very interesting if you like slight that into cyberpunk uh stuff where you just be like oh no let me just start like getting a different arm because it's stronger the gene the gene cast from the gene cast from one of the um one of the um arc battletech rpg books which i still fucking want more of but eh. because you know how the clanners take the concept of let's make a perfect human well there's a subgroup of the clanners that left the clans and are constantly trying to hide away from the clans because the clans keep shooting at them. And well, the gene cast are basically they more or less turn themselves into shit you see from um, All Tomorrow's where there's people who can live in the vacuum of space, there's people who turn themselves into into the perfect mutant spy who can probably excrete poison from every surface of their body. There's people who can live under the wa- waters. There's people who can live as apex predators in the jungles. It's just weird. Reminds me, I really need to like try and motivate myself to write more on Bandit Clans. Yeah. I would. <laughs> yeah. But did you guys touch up on the um sorry for interrupting. Sorry. No, go on. You're good. Okay. Do you guys touch up on the jihad where they more or less turned people into Skitari or worse? No, we haven't really got to that because nope. I don't think we're getting that yeah. far into Battletech with it. We were just yeah. talking about Cyberpunk as a whole. Yep, it's just Cyberpunk today. I was just curious on how you could Cyberpunk different things. Yep. Oh, we were, okay. we were, near, we were nearly yeah. closed and then Wit yeah. presented one yeah. more thing. So we were getting yeah. close to the end as it was. You're good, yeah, man. We were. All right. Um, any final thoughts then? Um, just one. Do you think the, um, I'm not sure, again, sorry for just jumping in the, jumping in late, but, um, would the main houses, um, would they be, would, would the people during the, during, more or less, would the head of the great houses turn themselves into immortals? I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna, yeah, I could see that. Consolidation of power, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of a bit. Of, it's it's like a bit I did um, early in the Ox, where it's like Kerensky and all of like his command staff, like they didn't just die off slowly once the the clan started doing their thing, and they just all decided to run off to Van Zant, become like you know heads in a bottle, like like Futurama, and just turn into uh, power armor dudes. I, think I could see that. I could definitely see if you know you expanded upon it, and made more like Im- immortality through cybernetics. I think I'd see a lot of people doing that just because they can. Or, or whenever they get old, they just jam people and you know do the whole Futurama thing, but connect them directly into a server so they can all just 
talk to each other at the speed of thought while analyzing data for the for their selective groups. Oh God, a digital afterlife. Oh, I think that <laughs> would that be worse than just straight up dying? Because you're essentially immortal at that point. Yeah, you're just transferring your consciousness out of your body. It's not you're no longer confined, but you don't really switch off. I feel like people would go insane and pretty quickly, probably. I mean, the word of Blake probably would be run in this setting would be run by Blake, who went crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's my little tidbits. Sorry for showing up late. It's all right. Anyway. Um, any other final thoughts? That I can think of. Me? Anyone. Uh, I'm good. Okay. Well, this has been the Ox Unplugged. Goodbye, everybody. Wow. That was crazier than the state fair.